hour number two of the morning after right here on sports grid it's a football friday on sirius xm channel 159 the new home for sports grid radio on sirius xm and all across the sports grid network hour number two is all about college football on this football friday entering conference championship weekend and it begins tonight less than about 10 hours from now we will have conference championship games, CUSA action, the Hilltoppers of Western Kentucky against the Roadrunners, Meep Meep of Texas San Antonio, and oh yeah, a Pac-12 title game rematch between Utah and Oregon out in the desert in Las Vegas, all leading into conference championship Saturday as well. The chills are here. The hairs on the back of my neck have risen, and Joe Lisi joins us now for hour number two of the morning after on this Football Friday. Joe Lisi, the host of College Football Today, tomorrow morning, every Saturday during the college football season, 9 a.m. Eastern until noon Eastern time to get you set for your Saturday slate. Joe, it's conference championship weekend. We are here and we are ready, my friend. Oh, this is what it's all about, Ben. Go big or go home. If you want a championship, you have to lay it on the line. And I'm loving the fact that we have Friday night games heading into marquee matchups on Saturday afternoon. This is what it's all about. And it is an interesting battle that we have in Las Vegas, right? It's a rematch. We see the Utah Utes as two and a half point favorites right now uh, over Oregon. Can they step up? Let's not forget that Oregon did win the Pac-12 championship game last year on the road in USC as a stand-in for Washington. Can they duplicate that effort later tonight? And Joe Lisi, you mentioned go big or go home. What about both of my guests here in the first two hours of the show? Mike Blue before you in the Pittsburgh Steelers blazer and you wearing that coat as well. We're ready to go here for conference championship weekend. Now let's begin right there. Out in Las Vegas, the Pac-12 title game, a rematch of just two Saturday nights ago. Utah, a two-and-a-half-point favorite now against the Oregon Ducks. The total has dropped by two points, an over-under that currently stands at 57-and-a-half. Joe, we remember what happened two Saturdays ago in Salt Lake City. An absolute dismantling of the, or of the Ducks by the Utes. Utah winning that game 38-7, to shutting down anything Oregon was trying to do and taking Oregon out of contention for a college football playoff spot. This a top 20 tilt. The Ducks ranked 10th. Utah ranked 17th. Do you think tonight's Pac-12 title game looks like how it did two weeks ago in Salt Lake? I do, Ben, and I went back and forth on this game. I thought that in a rematch type of situation, possibly you might give the edge to Oregon, but I looked at that tape. I went back a couple of weeks ago, and that game was won in the interior. Solid offense and defensive mm-hmm. line play by the Utes. They ran at will on that front seven against Oregon. Cam Rising made solid throws. They stayed in manageable third down situations, and to me, that's going to be the difference yet again tonight. When the game is dictated in the trenches, the way Utah won that ball game, I don't see things changing tonight, and I know that Oregon Oregon on paper has faster, better athletes, five-star athletes compared to maybe three and four stars, but the game is won on physicality. And to me, Utah has a significant advantage in the interior. And again, we've seen Mario Cristobal and Oregon play down to the level of competition. The fact that they lost that ball game the way they did, got dominated with mm. a, a college football playoff berth staring them in the face Is there really anything to play for at this point? If you couldn't get up for that game two weeks ago, is this game really going to matter? 
A trip to Pasadena to smell the roses, maybe it might. Welcome to our Sports Grid Radio audience. Here, the second hour of a football Friday edition of the morning after rolls on on Sirius XM channel 159, the mightier 1090 out on the West Coast. I am Ben Stevens. He is Joe Lisi, a West Coast ish game out in las vegas tonight the pac-12 championship game between oregon and utah so joe utah opened up as a three and a half point favorite the line has worked in the ducks favor by a point it is currently two and a half here is how i am thinking about this game oregon not just with the points the ducks on the money line plus 110 right now it was plus 116 last night it might even be plus 116 still here is why i feel that way joe because i think it's difficult to beat a team two times in a three-week span and that game was in salt lake city utah a perfect six and zero at home this year but this game a neutral site away from home utah just two and four against the number on the road so far this season meanwhile oregon has been an underdog in all or every time they've been booked as an underdog it has been away from Autzen Stadium in Eugene and they have covered in two of those games and the two games they covered as an underdog they won outright against Ohio State week number two and in the Rose Bowl against UCLA a couple of weeks ago as well Oregon outright in the Pac-12 title game. Quickly here, Joe. Western Kentucky, UTSA. The Hilltoppers, a three-and-a-half point favorite. The over-under total, 72-and-a-half. What is your first feeling about this game? Like the Roadrunners with the points in this ballgame. Love Frank Harris. Love McCormick there running back. They're the more balanced team. Better defensive line as well. Give me UTSA outright in this ballgame. UTSA did beat Western Kentucky earlier in the year as a three and a half point underdog. That final score, 52-46, way over this total of 72 and a half, the second highest total of conference championship weekend. We look at all of the games that have an impact on conference championship weekend up next here on The Grid. sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com I am fired up right now. Conference championship weekend across the country in college football. You are watching the morning after on this Football Friday on SportsGrid. Sirius XM, Channel 159, and all across the SportsGrid network. Alongside Joe Lisi for this next hour, previewing everything you need to know about conference championship weekend in CFB and how it all plays out for the college football playoff. We are going to do that, and we are going to start Right now in the ACC Conference Championship game tomorrow night between Pittsburgh and Wake Forest. The Panthers now a three and a half point favorite on the FanDuel Sportsbook against the Demon Deeks. The over-under total now the second highest of Conference Championship weekend, 71 and a half. Joe, this game probably doesn't have implications for the college football playoff, but for the first time in over six years, we will have a new ACC Conference champion as Clemson had won the last six 
ACC titles. How do you break down this matchup between the Panthers of Pitt and the Demon Deacons of Wake Forest? Yeah, it's great for the the conference, the ACC, and more importantly, college football. Now, Pitt did play in the ACC championship game a couple of years ago, got absolutely blown out by uh, Trevor Lawrence and the crew in that ball game. I believe it was 45 to mm. 10. On the flip side, we saw Wake Forest step up last week as a five and a half point favorite on the road in Chestnut Hill. They dominated a very physical offense and defensive lines. Sam Hartman put up numbers. Roberson broke out. We're going to have dynamic quarterback play between Kenny Pickett and both Sam Hartman for Wake Forest. I think this game comes down to the speed of Wake Forest. As much as I love Pittsburgh's physicality, I do feel that Christian Beal Smith, Roberson on the perimeter is the difference in this matchup. I think Wake Forest wins this ball game outright. Like them, Ooh. plus the three and a half points. Like them on the money line. But I lean to the uh, the under here too, Ben. I originally thought over, mm. but th this is important for both head coaches, Pat Narduzzi, also Dave Clawson, right? I'm sure there's contract clauses in there to win an ACC championship, bonus money. So as this game progresses, they might actually become more conservative trying to win this matchup. That's why I favor the under, but really like Wake Forest to win this ballgame outright. And here is why the over-under total is at 71 and a hook. It has dropped by a point from earlier in the week when it was 72 and a half, but Wake has the second best scoring offense in all of college football, averaging over 43 points per game. Pittsburgh, the fifth best scoring offense, averaging 39.7 points per game. And although Pitt allows 24.7 points per game to their opponent, Wake even worse than that, allowing over 30 points per game on average to teams they have faced this year. Now, Pittsburgh has one of the highest over percentages in all of college football, tied for the fourth highest over percentage, 66.7% of their games, or eight of the 12 in the regular season, hitting the over by nearly a touchdown over on average. Wake has gone over in six of their last eight games by an average margin going over of 8.2 points per game. I just said over so many times that you would think maybe 71 and a half has a good chance of going over as well, but this will be the highest total for Pittsburgh all year and the second highest total for Wake Forest all year. So those are things you need to keep in mind. Now, Pitt has been booked as a favorite in every single game so far this year. They are 9-3 against the spread. Wake an underdog just three times, only 1-2 against the number, but their one cover against the spread as an underdog was also an outright win earlier in the ACC campaign against Virginia. It is a spread that has worked slightly in Pitt's favor, past that number of three to now three and a half. But what we know for certainty, Joe Lisi, whether it's an over and under, a Pitt win or a Wake win, a new ACC champion for the first time in over six seasons. That is good for college football. A little change at the top to spice things up. It should be a great game in prime time in the ACC championship game between Pittsburgh and Wake Forest. Earlier in the day on conference championship Saturday, could it be, could a group of five team finally make the college football playoff? Well, Cincinnati is on the brink of perfection. They can wrap up a perfect 13-0 season with a win over Houston in the AAC conference championship game. And they are tied for the biggest spread in their favor of the weekend. The Bearcats, a 10 and a half point favorite against the Cougars 
of Houston right now in this ball game. The over-under total Joe Lisi as I'm pulling it up to make sure it's the most updated number for you all out there. 52 and a half. So Joe, a 10 and a half point spread obviously indicates that Cincinnati should win this football game, but can Cincy cover for the third straight week against an American Athletic Conference foe? They can, but I don't think they do in this matchup, Ben. I, I favor Houston in this ballgame. Now, if you watch this ballgame last year, it was uh, severely dominated in the trenches by the Cincinnati Bearcats. Clayton Toon and that offense had no answers to move the football on the front seven for Cincinnati in that matchup. But this is a different team. I mean, they're on a basically a heater, right? They have won 11 yeah. straight games since that week one loss to Texas Tech. And let's not forget in that ballgame, Houston had a 21-7 to halftime lead over the Red Raiders in that matchup. So I think they look to start fast, catching 10.5. There's a lot of pressure on Desmond Ritter and Luke Fickle to pull this ball game out. I think they did that last week on the road against an undermanned East Carolina team. But Houston's defense is very opportunistic, Play solid third down defense holding opposing offenses to only 36% of their third down attempts. They force turnovers. That travels well on the road, and they can pound the rock between the tackles. They might not win, but catching 10.5 points on the road in this ballgame, I believe Houston is a live dog in the AAC championship game. Dana Holgerson and company as well, a top 10 rushing defense for Houston this year. Both teams ranked in the top 10 in terms of scoring offense. Cincinnati tied for sixth in the country, 39.4 points per game on average. Houston, the ninth best scoring offense, over 38 points per game. Now, we know Cincinnati has struggled against the number against conference foes at times this year. We can think of that four-week span when they didn't cover against Navy, Tulane, Tulsa, and then Southern Florida, South Florida, excuse me. But after that, two straight wins and two straight dominant impressive wins covering as a favorite, as a nine and a half point favorite, absolutely whooping SMU. And then last week in the regular season finale, covering against ECU as a nearly two-touchdown favorite. So Cincinnati has been trending in the right direction. So, Joe, we'll get to your college football playoff top four. What you think the committee will look like when they release their final rankings to decide the college football playoff on Sunday afternoon after we preview a couple of more conference championship games heading up in our next segment. But if Cincinnati wins, maybe not even covers, but if the Bearcats win on Saturday in the AAC Conference Championship game. Will the Bearcats be going to the college football playoff? Depends upon what happens with Oklahoma State and Michigan. Because I believe Mm. if Michigan and Oak State went out, in my opinion, they crack the top four. Obviously, Michigan does. Whether Alabama loses, obviously that matters as well. But if Bama wins, Michigan wins, and Oklahoma State wins, I think the Bearcats are on the outside looking in, Ben. I agree with you. If Alabama wins and beats Georgia, both Georgia and Bama will be in the college football playoff in the track record and precedent the committee has set in the seven years prior of the college football playoff. A one-loss Power 5 conference champion carries much more weight than even an unbeaten Group of 5 conference champion. All very exciting stuff. Entering conference championship Saturday, tomorrow night. The Bearcats on the brink of perfection to win a 13 game a 13 and 0 season 
against Houston. That is on the horizon for Luke Fickle and company. By the way, Joe, some breaking news this morning. Notre Dame has confirmed that Marcus Freeman has been named the new head coach of the Fighting Irish football program. Marcus Freeman, a defensive coordinator in his day at Cincinnati as well. Big news for the Irish. Other conference championship game previews up next here on The Grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. A football Friday full-blown preview of the conference championship weekend slate in college football rolls on right here on the morning after. Sirius XM, Channel 159, all across the Sports Grid Network. I'm your host, Ben Stevens, alongside Joe Lisi, Sports Grid's college football analyst, breaking down the entire slate for conference championship weekend, the games that mean the most for the college football playoff you can catch joe each and every saturday morning throughout the college football campaign on college football today 9 a.m the noon eastern time where he will be alongside scott wetzel tomorrow getting you ready for conference championship saturday in college football and maybe the most marquee of all the games tomorrow the sec championship game in atlanta georgia number one georgia number three alabama and for only the second time joe in the past 12 years the Alabama Crimson Tide, an underdog in a college football game. The Tide right now getting six and a half points against UGA. The over-under total in this matchup now hovering around 48 and a half, 49 and a half. It has moved down a little bit and then back up in the past couple of days. But Alabama, an underdog. Joe, do you think that's too good of a price to pass up on Nick Saban and the Tide? I do. I think, and I talked about the formations and the way the tempo of Alabama and those wide receivers will attack the secondary of Georgia. Up until this point, Georgia's dominated the competition, but in terms of sophisticated passing attacks, they haven't faced one all season long. And you can go back to that opening season victory against Clemson in Charlotte, a quality win, but we saw the struggles of Clemson throughout the year in terms of a passing offense, only averaging around 180 total yards per game through the air. This is Bryce Young, one of the top quarterbacks in college football. A couple weeks ago, chucked it for 559 on one of the best defenses in the SEC against Arkansas. I look for John Mechie, Jamison Williams, Latu, the tight end to step up. Look at that ball game last year in Tuscaloosa. It was solid and a close game for one half. In the second half, Devontae Smith, Jalen Waddle took the top off of Georgia's secondary. I think it's the same thing. And again, I like Alabama plus the six and a half points. But more importantly, Ben, the best bet that uh, I like in this ballgame is over the 49 and a half total. I think there's a lot of points. Georgia can run on the front seven of Alabama. But in the end, Alabama's within striking distance within the number of six and a half. Give me Nick Saban and the crew to pull out the upset against Georgia in Atlanta this weekend. Oh. oh, we're talking upset. We're talking plus 198 money line value for Joe Lisi, Alabama against Georgia. Is that what you are saying, Joe? 
I, it is. And I think the one thing that you have to keep in mind in terms of the football perspective, when you have a dominant defensive front, how do you neutralize that? The screen game is going to be very effective, in my opinion, in this ball game. We know that Brian Robinson's hurt. Alabama is only averaging four yards per carry, their lowest total since prior to 2009. The way you neutralize a defensive front, the screen game, and I don't mean by the running backs. Look for the middle screen. They're going to allow Georgia to rush Bryce Young. That can be, open up the screen game for Mechie and Jamison Williams in the middle of the field to create one-on-one matchups against that secondary. Could be lethal for the Georgia defense to be attacking early in this ballgame. If Alabama jumps up early, that's going to put the pressure on Stetson Bennett. And don't be shocked if we see JT Daniels in relief in this ballgame. And might there be some skeletons in the closet as Kirby Smart has never beaten his former boss in Nick Saban. And Nick Saban has only lost to one assistant coach in his time. That was this year on the road in College Station against the Aggies of Texas A&M and Jimbo Fisher. But here's what we can say, obviously, about Georgia's incredibly dominant defense all year long. The top score in defense in the country that only allowed 69 total points to opposing offenses in all 12 regular season games this year. We know how good Georgia's defense has been, but in the history of the SEC championship game, and we got this nugget from Connor O'Gara, who joined the show earlier in the week, no SEC champion has ever won the title game without scoring at least 28 points. So who puts up that number, or do we get to that number on Saturday? If we do, that over-under total of 49 and a hook probably trending toward an over it dipped down to 47 and a half it is now all the way back up to 49 and a half Georgia has been a favorite in every game since that season opener against Clemson in which they beat the Tigers 10 to 3 and in every game they have been a favorite all 11 since then they have been a double digit favorite who is eight and four against the spread covering by an average margin of 8.8 points per game again just since the 2015 season. That was the last time Alabama was an underdog, a one-and-a-half-point underdog against who? Oh, yeah, Georgia. And Alabama won that game outright. An SEC title game in Atlanta to decide if one or both of these teams are making the college football playoff. And, Joe, I think it's fair to say that as well because Georgia was minus 3,000 last week in the latest CFP odds on the FanDuel Sportsbook to make the college football playoff. So I think whether they win or they lose, they will go to the college football playoff. It's just a matter of Alabama wins, and then they're into the CFP. If they lose, I think the tide is done. Yeah, I agree with you. I think if Alabama loses this matchup, no matter how close the margin of defeat is, they're on the outside looking in, and Georgia is basically solidified for that top spot. Now, unless we get an outcome like we saw back in 2014 where Ohio State ran a 59-to-nothing spot against Wisconsin, outside of that type of margin of victory, I think Georgia is solidified. So don't see any way the Bulldogs are not in the top four come Sunday afternoon. There will be some speculation if Alabama covers and keeps this game tight against Georgia. And the conversation on Sunday, which will be unbearable, is Alabama then truly the second best team in the country? Because nobody has kept it that close with Georgia. We'll wait until Sunday to get in those conversations. We also need to preview a game on Saturday night. The Big Ten title game at Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis, Indiana. Michigan, the number two team in the country, a current 10.5 point favorite against the Iowa Hawkeyes and stare and bask 
in that 43 and a half total. That is the lowest total of conference championship weekend fitting Joe Lisi for the Big Ten championship game. Yeah, it is. And you're just supposed to blindly bet the underdog and the under in the Big Ten Championship. Look at the back-to-back years now. Wisconsin a couple of years ago covered against Ohio State. That game trended to the over. But last year, Northwestern was basically catching 18.5 to 19 points. Remember, Ohio State had 20 players that didn't play in that matchup, and they lost 22-10. to 10. Ohio State won but didn't cover. Traditionally, the Big Ten Championship game has favored the underdog. You can go back. The I believe yep. the only favorite to cover uh, in recent years was Ohio State against Northwestern with Clayton Thorson at the helm. That was a close ball game for much of the way through three quarters. They busted it open and won that matchup by 24. I broke this game down both ways, and I thought it was a very evenly matched game when I first saw the line. And then I said, you know what? Uh, Michigan has dominated the series. They've won over Iowa 45-14-2 overall. They played a couple of years ago. It was a 10-3 battle. And when you tack on 297 rushing yards against the top-ranked team in the conference in Ohio State, I have to favor Michigan here. They've rushed for over six uh, excuse me, rushed for over 200 yards in six games this year. They've won by an average margin of victory of 25.1 points per game. Cade McNamara's battle-tested up until this point. I'm not a believer in Padilla or Petrus, the quarterback situation for Iowa. Give me Michigan. I think they win this ball game convincingly, Ben. But again, the best bet that I like in this game is the under 43.5. So I like Michigan, but love the under 43.5 at minus 108. Michigan has the best record against the spread in all of college football this year. 10-2 and two against the number in all of CFB. If you're looking at an under in this game, my only hesitation would be, does Michigan break off enough points to maybe push us to an over? Because Michigan's offense can be explosive. We saw that last week with the 42 points they put up against Ohio State. They scored 55-plus against Maryland a weekend ago. Iowa... Not an explosive offense. In fact, they rank in the bottom 10 in all of college football in yards per play, a metric that would decipher how explosive your offense can be. So maybe an Iowa Hawkeyes team total under, if you estimate that based on the spread and the total, around 16, 16 and a half points. Joe Lisi, we must finish from the Big 10 to the Big 12 championship game. Oklahoma State and Baylor. After the Pokes beat Oklahoma in Bedlam, knocking Oklahoma out of the Big 12 championship game for the first time in four years. It will be Oklahoma State in the title game against Baylor. A rematch from earlier in the year. Oklahoma State won that game 24-14. Now the Cowboys a five and a half point favorite. The over under total 46 and a half. Joe, what do you like in this game? Where is the edge between the Cowboys and the Baylor Bears? I think it favors Oklahoma State, and I watched every play of the first meeting in Stillwater. Oklahoma State dominated that ball game for basically three quarters. They had a 14-0 lead on the Baylor Bears before Abram Smith busted a 50-yard run on fourth and one. Both teams mirror each other. It's just that Oklahoma State has better personnel. They're getting solid quarterback play out of Spencer Sanders, number one ranked statistical third down defense, 24%. Give me the pokes in this ballgame. I think this game, though, does trend to the over 46 and a half, even though we have both scoring defenses for Baylor and Oak State. Oak State wins in a high-scoring affair. Oklahoma State this year, a top-five total defense, a top-five scoring defense, a top-five 
rushing defense. Nine and three against the number is Okie State this year. One of their only covers or one of their only non-covers last week against Oklahoma in Bedlam. They were a four-and-a-half-point favorite. They won that game by four. Baylor, 3-1 and one against the number as an underdog this year. The only time they didn't cover as a dog in that regular season matchup against Oklahoma State. So what does this all mean? We discuss the college football playoff up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. The morning after on this football Friday on Sports Grid continues. Sirius XM, Channel 159, all across the Sports Grid network. I am Ben Stevens alongside Joe Lisi, Sports Grid's college football analyst. You can catch him each and every weekday, pro football and then college football full circle. Sirius XM starting at noon Eastern time. And of course, college football today, Saturday mornings throughout the fall and college football season, 9 a.m. to noon Eastern time right here on the grid. All part of the Sports Grid family because we're getting in to our Southern fake accents as we get ready for conference <laughs> championship weekend here on the grid. And we will set up what it means for the college football playoff because ultimately, Joe, that's what everybody is playing for. If you have a chance at the CFP on conference championship weekend, we will know the final top four come Sunday afternoon after all the conference championship games are played. So let's set the stage for it. When you look at the FanDuel Sportsbook right now, here are the odds to win the college football playoff national championship for the top six teams in the country currently raked by the CFP poll entering this weekend in the conference championship landscape. Georgia, the favorites at minus 250. Alabama, the second shortest odds, plus 800. Michigan, plus 900. Oklahoma State, who is currently ranked fifth, but has the fourth best odds, 14 to 1. Cincinnati, 16 to 1. And then Notre Dame, who is not playing this weekend, but has a new head coach in Marcus Freeman, the sixth best odds at 30 to 1. So, Joe, you see those six best odds. It follows at least slightly the six best ranked teams we have in the country right now. As we approach conference championship weekend, what stands out to you about the odds to win a national title right now? Yeah, I mean, I, I have it just the way it is, Ben. I mean, if, if we're looking at this weekend playing out, I think it will be, even though Georgia might lose to Alabama, Georgia, Alabama, Michigan, and Oklahoma State. I think the one outlier that I think has value is Notre Dame at 30-1. to 1. I mean, you can't say that if one of those top teams, including Cincinnati, loses this weekend, that Notre Dame, even though they just named Marcus Freeman as head coach, is not going to make the college football playoff from a sponsorship perspective from a tv viewership perspective if notre dame is there and cincinnati loses they forget the head-to-head -head then then notre dame i think would leapfrog the bearcats into the top four so at 30 to 1 i think it's worth a play heading into conference weekend so we'll see how it plays out I, I, again at the end of the day they're going to want the top four teams 
that really bring in the most viewership and sponsorship dollars, whether that's Cincinnati or not, that's what drives the bus. We know that. Money drives the bus. We'll see how it plays out once they get between the, the white lines this coming Saturday. And let's talk about some of these prices and what they mean. Notre Dame at 30-1 to 1 is absolutely a long shot that you could have. And again, this is to win the national championship, so you would need to win the trophy and be the last team standing in college football to cash that ticket. But it does correlate to what the top four might look like come Sunday afternoon. Notre Dame needs two things to happen this weekend, and there is a path to the college football playoff despite not playing in a conference championship game. If Michigan goes down in the Big Ten title game, if Cincinnati loses to Houston, if you have Oklahoma State upset by Baylor, in a year with crazy anarchy in college football, these might not seem likely as we're talking about the underdogs pulling out an outright upset win, but it could happen with how chaotic this year has been. And then, Joe, I want to bring up one final point as well. The fact that Cincinnati is 16 to 1 and Oklahoma State is 14 to 1 should tell you two things right now. One being that if everything goes chalk this weekend, and that means Georgia wins, Michigan wins, Cincinnati wins, and Oklahoma State wins, I believe it is still set up for the Cowboys to leapfrog Cincinnati in terms of the seeding. So that would be Georgia 1, Michigan 2. Oklahoma State 3, Cincinnati 4. If, like Joe believes might happen, Alabama wins the SEC Conference Championship game, again, I believe those odds also say that Oklahoma State might get into the college playoff ahead of Cincinnati because the precedent is there. To be a one-loss Power 5 Conference champion carries a lot of weight with the CFP Selection Committee and at least in the seven-year history up until this point, Joe, of the college football playoff, we have never seen even an unbeaten group of five team get into the college football playoff. Yeah, totally agree, Ben. I think when you look at the body of work for Oklahoma State, in the month of November and December, they would have knocked off Oklahoma Baylor uh, Baylor for the second time, right? And it's not just Baylor and Oklahoma. They would also have a quality win on the road in Boise State that was up until a week ago fighting for, you know, a Mountain West Conference championship. So it comes down to perception. When you look at Cincinnati's quality wins, they have Indiana, they have Notre Dame, and they also have that victory over SMU. And if they get this victory tomorrow afternoon against Houston, from a public perception, the only one that really ho holds brand recognition is Notre Dame. On the flip side, when you look at Oklahoma State, you got Boise State. Even though it's a group of five team, they're known nationally. Oklahoma and Baylor now in the top ten. To me, that's a body of work that you can't overlook. So I agree with you. If Oklahoma State gets it done tomorrow in Arlington, they are a top four team in my opinion. And it would be another top ten win, as Joe Lisi expressed. And again, look at the odds right now on the FanDuel Sportsbook. At least the odds makers saying there is a path for the committee to be set up to move Oklahoma State ahead of Cincinnati. Whether it's seeding, if both teams make the college football playoff, or if one team gets left out, that might be the Bearcats. Oklahoma State. 14-1 to to win the national championship. Cincinnati, the fifth best odds currently behind them at 16-1. to And again, a point I brought up earlier in the week, Michigan at plus 900 is incredible money line hedging value for you if 
they can get to the national championship game and they would be set up with a win in the Big Ten title game to be the number two seed in the college football playoff. But we don't need to talk about what the CFP selection committee might do. Joe Lisi is here to tell us what they are going to do and what the college football playoff top four will look like on Sunday afternoon. So Joe Lisi, your top four, when all is said and done, to be playing in the college football playoff looks like what for this year in 2021? It's going to look like Georgia, win or lose, Alabama, Michigan, and Oklahoma State, Ben. We'll see how it plays out, but I feel fairly confident that that's how it'll look Sunday afternoon. So, Joe, even if Alabama beats Georgia in the SEC championship game, which is what you say will happen here and get Alabama into the college football playoff, you still think Georgia would be the number one overall seed, Alabama trailing behind at number two. It does, because to me, the regular season undefeated record, I think, will hold and and trump that situation of losing a conference championship game. That's why the committee will have Georgia number one overall. We saw this a couple of years ago with Alabama as well. So I, I think that that's the way it'll look, Georgia, Alabama. But you can't overlook the fact that Alabama lost as an 18-and-a-half-point road favorite at that particular time to an unranked Texas A&M team. So I think that's why you have Alabama as number two overall coupled with the fact that they have struggled in back-to-back weeks against Arkansas and Auburn, even though if they get the conference championship win, they've been inconsistent up until this point. So that's why I would still give it the edge to Georgia over Alabama. And the money line has worked in Bama's favor for the SEC title game. The spread really has not moved since earlier this week. It has stayed at six and a half in favor of the dogs. The early look-ahead line was four points in UGA's favor. Now six and a half after Bama struggled against Auburn in the Iron Bowl, going to quadruple overtime to pull out what was a very fun and exciting victory. But if you look at that money line right now at plus 198 for the Crimson Tide, then you have to like the value on Alabama possibly to win a college football playoff national championship again at plus 800 here's what i will say in agreeance with joe lisi here that if alabama does beat georgia of course the tide are in but i think alabama might actually leapfrog both georgia and michigan to become the number one seed mainly because however you want to slice it up the college football playoff committee is not going to play alabama against georgia in one of the semifinals to have a repeat of the SEC title game. So it will be a little shakeout of that seeding. I think you might see Bama at one, Michigan stays at two, Georgia drops to three, and then probably Oklahoma State in favor of Cincinnati getting that fourth and final spot. So Joe, I'm not sure if you've examined this market as much, but there is a marketplace on the FanDuel Sportsbook for Georgia to be an undefeated national champion. The yes now has minus money. As for most of the past month, it was plus money. It is now minus 130 for Georgia to be an undefeated national champion. But you would take the other side of that. The no at plus 110. That could be a pretty easily cash ticket for you, my friend. Yeah, it will. And I think if Georgia matches up against Michigan, that could be a rock fight that maybe Georgia would lose that ballgame as well. Just because of the solid third down defense, the physicality of the front line led by Aiden Hutchinson and the pressure that they put on opposing quarterbacks. So from a finesse perspective, I think the best matchup for Georgia would be Oklahoma State as good as they are in terms of third down defense. The physicality of the offensive line for Georgia, I think, would wear them 
down, they'd be able to run the football. But I think the matchup that scares Georgia the most, if they get in, is Alabama in a second meeting, right? And then Michigan followed by that because of the physicality of the offensive defensive lines. And I think it's almost a guarantee that if Alabama wins in the SEC championship game, it will unfortunately be for Michigan a matchup against either Georgia or Alabama to start off their college football playoff championship bid. That might be how it looks. If Michigan plays Georgia, we're probably talking about an over-under total of below 45. That might be the same for a matchup against Oklahoma State. I think the college football playoff Final Four will look if it goes chalk like this. Georgia 1, Michigan 2, Oklahoma State 3, Cincinnati 4. That being said, Joe, not much has gone chalk this year in the college football landscape. When you think about the fact we are talking about a college football playoff with almost a guarantee that we will not see Ohio State, Oklahoma, and Clemson in this college football playoff, it's going to be interesting to see just how much chaos we get on conference championship weekend. It will be, and which team can handle the mental pressure, right? We saw Michigan State struggle once they went on the road into West Lafayette against Purdue. We saw Oregon a couple weeks ago go on the road to Salt Lake City with everything in front of them and lose. And we saw Ohio State get blown out basically as a seven, seven and a half point favorite on the road in Ann Arbor. So obviously chalk hasn't been playing out, but which team that can handle the pressure is going to be very interesting this coming Saturday. Saturday, ben. It certainly will be. And again, the favorites for the games that directly impact the college football playoff and how the final four, the top four, the final top four will shake out. Georgia, a six and a half point favorite against Alabama in the SEC title game. Michigan, currently a ten and a half point favorite against Iowa in the Big Ten championship game. Cincinnati, a ten and a half point favorite against Houston in the AAC conference championship game. And then you have Oklahoma State a five-and-a-half-point favorite right now against Baylor in the Big 12 title game. Will an underdog pull off an outright upset? Will all four of those favorites win and get in to the college football playoff? We will find out tomorrow. Conference championship weekend starts tonight out in the desert, a Pac-12 title game, also a Conference USA title game. But for our Jack Weinberger cap of the weekend, the final one of this college football full slate, He's focusing on the American. Hear from Jack through me coming up next here on The Grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on The Grid. SportsGrid.com. Closing out our number two of a football Friday here on the morning after on Sports Grid. Sirius XM, Channel 159, the new home for Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM. Alongside Joe Lisi, Sports Grid's college football analyst for this entire second hour, I am Ben Stevens. Joe knows the deal by now. As we round out our number two, entering a weekend of college football, this one being conference championship weekend, we hear from our former intern here on the morning after, now an associate producer, 
Jack Weinberger because nobody caps the college football space quite like Jack. As Brian Kelly would say, he's a part of our family here on the morning after. So here is Jack's cap for conference championship weekend. A couple of days ago, early in the week, Joe, Jack was sitting down at his kitchen table, sipping a beer, scrolling through the lines, trying to find out what play he liked the most for conference championship weekend. His parents were in the other room. They had the TV on loud. They were watching the movie Apollo 13. He wasn't really paying attention. He wasn't watching the movie. But all of a sudden, as he's scrolling through his computer on the FanDuel Sportsbook, he hears, Houston, we have a problem. And Jack says to himself, (laughs) that's it. Bazinga. Cincinnati, minus 10.5 in the American Athletic Conference Championship game over Houston because Apollo 13 said it best. Houston, we have a problem. Joe, are you fading or tailing Jack in his final cap of the college football season? I'm fading Jack, so we'll see how this goes. Oh, I'm going to take, take the points with the Houston Cougars and Clayton Toon on the road against Cincinnati and Des Ritter. We'll see how this plays out. But Jack's been hot as a pistol, so uh, most likely Cincinnati might cover this ballgame. Kid got a little too big for his britches last week to end out the regular season, though, Joe. He did a double money line parlay of two underdogs, South Carolina against Clemson. They did not win, but LSU did win outright, and that was one of Jack's money line parlays. Joe Lisi, the host of College Football Today, Saturday mornings, tomorrow morning, in fact, 9 a.m. to noon Eastern time, getting you set for conference championship weekend right here on the grid. Joe, have a wonderful weekend. Enjoy it all, my friend. A great time. We'll talk soon. Third hour of the morning after, up next. Dispensing little pearls of sports strategy wisdom like gumballs from the machine where your dad used to take you for a haircut when you were a kid. (laughs) Oh.